Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the discourse and the podcast. Uh, I guess I should start off by saying thank you to everyone who's been supporting the first episode. As of right now in CastBox, we have 55 plays, which means I'm coming for that number one. Ariana, watch out. Um, But no, I just want to say thank you for the support from friends and other people that have been listening I truly appreciate it uh this is the first thing I've been like passionate about creating in like a year almost so knowing that I'm you know getting the support I need I'm very grateful for it you know it makes me feel like an influencer you know I just gotta I still have to message Rihanna to get me back on the Fenty Beauty PR list because you know she took me off for whatever reason but I need that holiday collection, girl. Come on now. Um, But yeah, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it. So, on my Instagram, I posted a poll asking what you guys want to hear me complain about. It was, and it was in between YouTube Rewind and the state of pop music. And it was a very close call, but overall pop music won. Talent won, essentially. Uh, but maybe I'll do a YouTube Rewind episode in the future. Anyway, this is my 500th time recording this because I have things written down to discuss, but whenever I say them, they don't sound that good and they just sound repetitive. So I'm just going to complain and as the kids say, I'm going to pop off. So, pop music. I would die for it. A thesis. To start off this discussion, I think it is important to acknowledge the facts that have been scientifically proven that Teenage Dream by Miss Katy Perry is the best pop love song ever created. You cannot tell me otherwise. There's only one other song that could hold a candle to it, but the candle would still go out, and that is Jay Sean's Down featuring Lil Wayne. Those two are just too iconic, but Teenage Dream is more iconic. I'm sorry, it has to be said. I have yet to hear any other songs, or remember any other songs, that could hold a candle to the euphoria and the magical feeling of Teenage Dream. Just the production makes me feel young and reminds me of when I was innocent and didn't have a care in the world and I just miss it so much. Oh my god. So, pop music. I miss it. I miss it so much, dear god. I am over the mumble rap. I am over that genre. I'm over it. I enjoy some songs. Yes, I am guilty of that. But I am over it. I just feel like I didn't appreciate pop music when I was younger and I regret it. Like, I was able to grow up in it and I was able to listen to it but I wish I truly enjoyed it. I wish I did the research I do now about it. I think the most painful thing I've ever seen was on Twitter and it was just like, what if how we reference 2008 to 2014, what if us acknowledging that 
of being like the glory days of like radio music as people recognize disco from the 70s and that broke me because nothing will top disco in the 70s you know nothing will ever top pop music ranging from 2008 and 2014 so that hurts me very much and just I want to know where the downfall happened with pop music was it that it was all sounding the same maybe were people following tropes that slowly got played out yeah that's true again I understand songwriters and you know singers they don't always write for the charts or sing for the charts but most of the time they do especially when they start off their career and during that whole time period of like 2008 2000 to 2014 it was pop musicians trying to establish themselves so they were following tropes to compete with the other and it just all led to the downfall I think I could go more in depth with this whole thing but again I've recorded this too many times and every time I try to get onto this topic I just mess up I mush my words and get I just talk in circles more of the story I talk in circles but it's just so uh, it was so good and uh, I just miss it but I will have to say thank you Ariana for giving us the bops and being really the only pop girl in the top 10 with thank you next being at number one and thank you for breathing uh, I love that song. I especially loved when Frankie Grande on his Instagram story was lip-syncing it. It just brought me so much comfort. I definitely did not lose any sleep over it. I definitely did not have nightmares. It definitely did not trigger my sleep paralysis. But she's the only one giving us the bops right now, and I want the girls back. 2019 is going to be the year where we re-establish pop girls back in the top 10. And I say that with a lot of faith because a lot of music critics and the general public, I guess, have been saying uh, a relatively unknown artist, Sophie, as the future of pop. And she's not only a singer, she's also a producer who has worked mainly with Charlie XCX. I kind of want to say that's how most of the general public found out about her. And I say... I have a lot of faith in Sophie because her production style is the new take on production, I think. You know, we've had the synths, we've had the dreamy type of production, but this is like hardcore, almost PC music-esque type of deal. And uh, PC music is, for certain people, PC music is good. For other people, it's not their cup of tea. But I truly think that it has the potential to get successful, especially with Sophie, because it's very well put together and it's very hype. I think it's the best way to categorize her type of music. It's a very hype-esque type of music. And I highly recommend you listen to her stuff and also um, the song she produced with Charlie, which was uh, the Vroom Vroom EP uh, after the after party she co-produced, I think and then some songs on Charlie's mixtape, Number One Angel. Another reason why I feel like she has potential to become quote-unquote mainstream and help influence pop music is that she's going to be working with Gaga 
on her upcoming album, Gaga's upcoming album, be more specific. Um, and that has really good potential because I feel like Gaga back in 2008, she was the one that changed the pop music production, you know. Before her, it was the alternative rock-esque type of pop, you know, since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson, Pink's music at the time, and Avril Lavigne. So I really believe the combination of both these innovative artists will definitely bring something to the table, or at least make people think and look at pop music and be like, oh wow, that sounds really good. Let's mimic it. And therefore, everyone tries to mimic it. We get some bops, we get some flops, like always. This also might seem very biased of me because I'm a huge fan of her, but I believe Charlie XCX can be at the forefront of leading the whole pop music to a future level, because back in, I think, 2016, she was planning on releasing an album called XCX World, which was heavily produced by Sophie, but unfortunately it got leaked because some fans are so impatient with artists and it's just annoying even though I listen to the leaks, but I'm not the one that leaks them, okay? Just want to specify. So. That got scrapped, and if you hear the leaked songs, they're banners. And in my humble, honest opinion, they're 100% banners. Again, I don't condone leaking, but I don't 100% think you should go on SoundCloud and just look up Charlie XCX unreleased. There are some banners. Taxi is the fan favorite. They always harass her to release it, and she's probably crying in her house, just screaming, leave me alone. Y'all need to calm down and let me fucking live. Anyways, I feel like if that wasn't scrapped, that it could have brought pop to another level, but unfortunately it got scrapped by the record label, but she's supposedly going to be releasing an album in 2019, so I'm looking forward to that. Now, I thought it would be a cool idea and concept if I recommended some pop songs or pop-esque type of songs that flew under the radar this year that I wholeheartedly think should get the recognition of like any other song in the top 10. So I have a little list here and I think I'm gonna make a playlist both on Apple Music and on Spotify for like certain songs that I think everyone should hear because they're good and they deserve some strings. The artists deserve some coins. So stream them, give them some coins, and obviously um, this list doesn't include all the songs that are going to be on the playlist because there's so many songs, but just to name a few, we have Baby by Clean Bandit and Marina and Louis Fonzi. I prefer the acoustic version though, because don't get me wrong, I enjoy the actual version, but I feel like the production of that is too summery for me right now because it's like winter and again that could also go into why maybe it's flying under the radar right now because like the production it feels feels more summery than winter i guess so i don't know i can go into the promotion of songs and music in another episode another song party for one by miss carly ray jepson that is a fan favorite it's about loving yourself and getting back on your feet after, you know, you go through a breakup, which can't relate because I've never been in a serious relationship, so I don't know the pain of genuine heartbreak. Anyway, Stanlist. 
But no, it's a really good song. It's cute. It makes me feel good. Okay, another one. All of Charlie's singles prior to 1999, which is a bop, but I'm sorry, the songs she released this summer, I think are superior to 1999. And that's just the thesis. So those songs include Five in the Morning, which is hands down my favorite track from the single she released. Like, I just love that so much. Then you have Focus slash No Angel, which was like a double-sided single type of deal. Uh, no Angel, I think, was originally a leaked song. That's also another thing with Charlie. She gives fans what they want at the end of the day. So she released No Angel, which was an unreleased track that everyone loved. And she also released Girls' Night Out, which is essentially Girls Just Want to Have Fun 2.0. So I highly recommend check out those songs and 1999, you know, and her unreleased stuff. Because, again, if it makes you feel any better, you're not the person that leaked it. You're listening to it, yeah, that might be a bad thing to do, but hey, sins are forgiven at the end of the day, right? Or at least that's what I'm told. Oh, another song, What I Need by Hailey Kiyoko and Kalani. I just felt that song was so, so underrated. It did not get the justice it deserved. It's just such a cute, like, euphoric type of song. Obviously not on the level of Teenage Dream, but it's still a cutie. Uh, another song is Good Vibes by Alma and uh, Tuv Strike, which I haven't really ever listened to Tuv Strike's stuff, but I've heard some Alma songs, and I enjoyed. Uh, this song is from, I think it's the Heavy Rules mixtape she released earlier this year, so 100% recommend that song. Uh, Let You Love Me by Rita Ora, which I know, I know, I talked about her in the last episode, and she might be a flop, but it's still a good song, so do not come for me. It's cute, and it's a love song. Let me feel love for the once in my life, okay? Uh, If It's Over by Mo and Charlie. It's just, the production is kind of jaded, I guess, but it's still like a, it's still a good song, you know? It's a jaded, cute song. It makes you feel like a baddie, and... I think everyone deserves to feel like an insta-baddie once in their life, okay? Okay. Another song is Cherry by, God, I'm gonna butcher this name, and I apologize, uh, Rina Swayama. Um, it's really good. It has a lush production. It's, I feel like the production is very colorful and everything. I just enjoy it. Uh, another song is I'll Be There by Jesse Glynn. Now, this song did well in the UK, but didn't do good in America, because America just doesn't have any taste anymore, and thinks just mumble rap is the only type of music, but that discussion is not for today. It's just, again, cute song, you know? It could be taken as, like, oh, I'll be there for you, like, no matter what, in a relationship type of way, or in a friendship type of way, so I enjoy that song. All For You by Years and Years, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. That's all I can say. Oh my god. Another song that flew under the radar was Yes by uh, Louisa. Uh, it's It Feels of Dirty by Christina Aguilera, and it features two chains. So I enjoyed it. It was a very summer-esque type of song. 100% recommend. And the final song I have listed here is Fine Line by Mabel. Featuring notes, I think, but the E in notes is like reverse three, which is weird, but then again, I really can't go off on that. My podcast is Days with the Y, 
because I thought it looked cool. But that's besides the point. Um, that's a, just another good, like, pop-esque type of song. And again, like, n- not all of these fall specifically under the pop genre. It just has what I feel like is a, a more pop-esque slash radio-ish type of approach of production, if that makes any sense. So yeah, so I'll make a playlist on Apple Music and Spotify for you guys to listen to. Obviously, I'm going to add more songs to it as more songs are released. And hopefully you guys enjoy it because I enjoy this music and I have superb music taste. My music taste is one of the best. I'm just stating facts. But I have a challenge for you guys. Two challenges for you guys, actually. First challenge is to try to name a song that is better than Teenage Dream. And I'll be waiting. I won't expect you guys to give me an answer because there is no answer. Teenage Dream is the supreme. There's nothing that can come for it. There's nothing. Nada. You guys can try, but you guys are going to fail. The second challenge is to listen to Sophie. Because if she's going to be the future of pop and future pop production, you guys should give her a chance. She's really good. Uh, some of her stuff is very jaded, like I said. But it's still, she's still good, you know? Definitely listen to her stuff with Charlie and her solo stuff. They both deserve streams. Give them the streams. Give them your money. And, yeah. Okay, so this episode definitely didn't go in the direction I was planning for it to go, but when I was doing all this research about pop music and the pop industry and all that stuff, I just got so very overwhelmed with the amount of information I was trying to say and, like, tell everyone, so it just wasn't going to work out. I was going to stumble over my words over and over again. My brain was going to go a mile a minute. And it was just, it was going to be a process. But I still feel like you guys got the major point of me complaining about pop music. I'm definitely probably going to return to this subject. Because I definitely feel like I could go more in depth to it. But I'm just, there was just so much information. And I had a mental breakdown. I had to stop recording this episode and take a nap and wake up and continue on. Because I was just getting so flustered with the way this podcast episode was going and it was just it was just a mess but I'm 100% going to reevaluate pop music because again I don't want this podcast to be something stressful I just want it to be me just talking and rambling and complaining about everything that's wrong in the world and me complaining about everything and anything But I do hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Apologies if it's a little short, but make sure to follow me on Twitter at StuckInTheDays. And I'll see you guys next week. I promise it will be less messy. And I hope you guys start some discourse. Okay. Bye.